Welcome to the Crystal Crawford Show. I'm Crystal Crawford, and I invite you to a deep exploration of the tools of access consciousness and a totally different way of being. Hello, 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 hello. Welcome to the Crystal Crawford Show. I'm your host. I am Crystal. If I ever show up and say that my name isn't Crystal, um, don't be worried. It's just another day in the life. <laughs> but welcome. Welcome to this week's episode. I called this one the business of thrival. We are launching, I am launching and inviting the world to a six month adventure called 500K plus a six month adventure. And that's because we got very clever with the titling. Um, but I, so that catalyzed this conversation that catalyzed me looking at what this is for me. And I think that is one of my favorite things about business is that it constantly gets you to start to look at what is this for me? You know, as you're creating, you're, you're always going to be asking yourself what's true for you. So anyway, so there's 20, of course, 2,800 different ways that I could go with this today. And if you haven't yet checked out my other video that I did on this, I did my own personal five keys to creating a 500K plus business. And I don't want to do this as a reiteration of that. So please go check that out because that was an epic little list. That was like, hey, you got to invite yourself to the party. You got to know that you always have another choice. You've got to, you're going to have to choose to have money. You're going to have to choose to get clear with money. You're going to get, you're going to have to look at where you're functioning from with money over and over and over and over again. And I have to read those because I wrote these all down. And you have to look at what success really is for you and you have to get clear on what you're creating. So check that other video out because that was when I really looked at what created my business, that was really what it was. But today I want to really go into my personal 10 keys for for thriving with business because I don't know if I've always thrived with business. I uh, I don't know what your business story is, but I I've kind of been in and out of being in business for myself for a really long time. I owned a pizzeria for three years. I was a landscape designer for a couple of years on my own, and then I worked for other people. And then in and out of that, I was a waitress where, and, and as a waitress, you're, yes, you're working for somebody, but you kind of have your own business. And I figured that out right away. So I've always been in that position of creating whatever it is I'm doing in a way that's really going to work for me or putting myself as the slave to the thing and discovering that that really doesn't work for me. So I've kind of been in and out of all of that. And when I, started this access consciousness business that you see now, I had no idea what I was doing and I definitely didn't have a plan. And if you're a humanoid, you are not going to have a plan either. That's not how you function. And you don't, you really can't follow a business plan. It doesn't contribute to you. So uh, those of us that are like us in the world, we just start. And a lot of us start because it's either choose or die, which is what I did. It was like either choose to start to create or die. Those are my two choices. <laughs> I literally got myself down to so little money that, that that was what my choice was. So so I started to create and from there started growing all the things that you get to participate in now. So my weekly show got started probably a year or two after I started creating, etc. So that was a that was a big journey. But one of the inside, what are the one of the journeys that's been a thing from the beginning has been discovering how to create in a way that really works for me. 
And the thing that I recognized as I was really looking at this and pulling it apart for myself that I've done that has made my business so easy for me and continues to allow it to grow is I've really functioned from the 10 Keys to Total Freedom. Now, the 10 Keys to Total Freedom is a book. It's a teleseries. Um, it's involved. It's life-changing. So instead of just like parroting those back to you, I actually went into the 10 Keys today and I looked at how do I use this? Because for me, and, and maybe for you too, like there's no separation between my life and my business. Like I created my business so that I could live the way that I want. And I create business because it is a part of life and living for me. So there's no separation. It's not like I'm off to do business now and then I'm off to do my life. It's like, it's all included. It's one big bundle. And that's how I like it. And if you're doing any separation between living and business, you may want to look at that because I, I have had periods of time in my business where I was more doing business than I was being in business. And it's during those periods of time where it has been the hardest thing to do. Now, I'm aggressive and I just go anyway. So I didn't really notice that I was doing force because that was sort of my normal at the time. But as time has gone on and I've chosen more ease and I've, I've been choosing to be more gentle with myself, you know, those sort of natural coping tendencies of forcing myself into doing stuff has, have, has slowly, slowly gone away. So I've, I've had to, of necessity, discover other ways of moving things forward rather than force. And out of that whole process and out of adding entities to my life and like starting to include all beings has come this very, very natural way of moving things forward that very, very, very much is it is articulated by the 10 keys to total freedom. So I'm going to go through each one of these today and put it in a way that you could actually write down and put on a piece of paper in front of you and use it in your life and in your business to get you unstuck from anything to stimulate any creative edge that you possibly need um, and to empower you to have the life and living that would be really, really fun for you. Okay. So key, key number one is, would an infinite being truly choose this? So here's how I use this. I usually only need to ask myself, would an infinite being truly choose this? If, I'm, if I know that I'm choosing something that is not really working or it's heavy or it's not moving or whatever, or I'm judging myself or I'm doing any of the things that aren't like total ease, joy, and glory, that's when I need to ask myself, would an infinite being truly choose this normally? There's another way to use this, but I'll tell you that in a minute. So, so the way I phrase this, this is what you could write down if you want to and put on your wall is, am I an infinite? Am I infinite or am I finite here? So no matter what place you get to in your business, you, you need to always look at, am I infinite or am I finite? Because if you're finite, that means you have limited choices. You're, you're two, menu, two menus, should I stay or should I go? Should I stay or should I go? Is this right or is this wrong? That's what finite beings functioning from function from. Infinite beings function from everything, all energies, total choice, no form, no structure, no significance. They would just choose. If I were being an infinite being, I would just choose. I was having a session this morning actually with one of my entrepreneurs and she's actually the whole time she's been working with me, she's been doing some business, but really hasn't done a lot of like putting stuff out in the world for people to pay her for. And 
So anyway, she's changing that because now she wants to take a bunch of access classes and so it requires money to do it. And so today's session was mostly about like different ways or ideas that she could package her coaching and generate this money and create change in the world. Um, why was I asking? Oh, the reason I brought that up is because when she, and you might find yourself in this, when she would go to look at pricing, like the packages for these things, it, immediately she went into linearity, right? Like she started trying to figure out what people would pay for, what they wouldn't pay for, what was right, what was wrong. And that's what we got to look at in the session was what would it be like to just choose what's fun and to embody it and to invite people to that. So that's what comes out of, am I infinite or am I finite? Mm, I'm infinite. Okay, cool. And what that does for me and what it could do for you is it returns me to choice. Actually, all of these keys return me to choice because anytime you're stuck, you have trapped yourself in some sort of concept or made up shit in this reality that is telling you you have no choice. And it's not true. You always have choice. So one of the ways you can re return yourself to choice is, am I, am I infinite or finite here? And the second part of that is, if I were being infinite, what would I choose? Okay. So key number one to total freedom, total ease, joy, and glory, total business of thrival, okay? Because guess what? I mean, I just keep looking at this as I'm talking about it. Guess what makes you not thrive? It's when you make, when you go to conclusion and when you decide you have to do things, when you decide you should do things. Every time you get yourself into one of those corners and business is so easy to do with that, that's when you stop thriving. Because at that point, you're trying to figure out what's the right thing to do. There is no right thing. So am I infinite or finite? Infinite. Okay. What would an infinite being do here? If I were being an infinite being, what would I choose? Key number two. It's all just an interesting point of view, people. It's all just an interesting point of view. Everything is just an interesting point of view. That webinar, that training, that person's take on what it takes to build a business, that the way that facilitator builds their business, um, the way you think you should build your business, all of that is just an interesting point of view. And the way you use this tool when you're reading the 10 keys is you do interesting point of view, I have this point of view for every single thought, feeling, emotion, or point of view in your world for at least three days or three years. But this is such a key to building business because how many fucking points of view are there about how to build a business? And how aware are you? A little bit or a lot. So it's all just an interesting point of view. Here's how I use this. So what can I be aware of here? Because I'm always, I am in the constant creation of the forward movement of my business. And if you have a business, you are too. You're the source, right? So what can I be aware of here? What did I write down? What can I choose that will work? I ask that all the time. What will work here? What will generate more money? And what would be fun and change the world? It's all just an interesting point of view. There's no right way. There's no wrong way. There's no formula that's actually going to give you the right answer. You might as well destroy it and create your niche because that's made up too. There is only what you can choose next and the choices that you have available to you that nobody else has available to them. And that's what you have to get access to in the creation of business. So everything is just an interesting point of view. What can I be aware of? What can I choose next? So thing number three is you have a new choice in every 10 seconds. Now, I think 
Honestly, this is probably the key that I use the most. Probably interesting point of view, live is the question, and this one here. I have a new choice in every 10 seconds because I was really, really good and still have quite a strength at judging myself, right? I don't know about you. Maybe I'm the only one. So, you know, and when you are in the creation of anything, you, in the beginning especially, you have more misses than hits, right? Like when anybody's starting out anything, I was watching a documentary on Taylor Swift. And I think by the time she was 14, she'd written 150 songs. And then finally one got to radio or something. I'm simplifying, but, but I've heard like some, all the people that truly like real succeed in a big way, like really have blistering success have all spent either years and years and years on the road or hundreds and thousands of songs written or, you know, a million different reaching up for the hoop and missing, right? Like all the big time people have missed more than they've hit. So when you're great at judging yourself and you miss more than you hit, especially in the beginning, it's easy to use that to quit or stop or go back into trying to figure out what you did wrong. This key right here is, look, I have a new choice in every 10 seconds. What now? What now? What now? What now? Always keeps me looking at what's next. I can't tell you how many classes I've created that nobody showed up to. Not as much now, but a lot over the last four years. Like, oh, this is a good idea. I'll throw this up. Nothing. Crickets. This is a good idea. I'll throw this up. One person. This is a good idea. I'll throw this up. Three people. And and then you could go back in and you could try to figure all that out and you could go into the why, or you could just go, all right, well, how does it get any better than that? I have a new choice in every 10 seconds. So what now? And the other thing I always look at with any of the things that I've decided are failures, which I don't do anymore. I don't look at failure. It's not a thing that's made up. Did you know that? That's a made up thing. Yeah. I look at now, what did that create that I'm not acknowledging? Because now that I've been doing this for like five years, I've noticed trends. Like the thing that I thought was gonna create that thing didn't create that thing, but it did create that thing over there and it definitely generated this energy over here and then that energy generated these people and then these people came over here and then they, right? Like it always generates something, first of all. And second of all, it generated energy in my world and third of all and fourth of all and sixth, there's always something to acknowledge there. It's just that you have to continually in the creation of something like this, get yourself off the hook of this should have done this other thing. Okay. That's the hook that we use to kill ourselves. So all these keys get you off that hook into, okay, well, what's next? All right. I got so many more to go and I only have 16 minutes. Oh my God, I'm kidding. Six more. Key number four is live is the question. So here's how I use this all the time, every day, like really probably 24 hours a day. I am constantly looking at what question can I be here? Not even what question can I ask? Because there's asking or doing stuff and then there's being things. So like we, <laughs> we've been going through a lot of change in this house. Andres is upping his use of the access tools. We're doing two 30-day challenges, both of us. There's a lot of change happening. We're running clearing loops at night. Lots is changing. And when a lot changes, it gets intense, right? It can get intense. So it was pretty intense over the weekend. And I kept doing this thing. And the same can be true of your business, your life, your business, same thing. I kept being like, what question can I be here that would create something different? Just what question can I be here? 
The thing about questions is if you're not really, if you haven't strengthened yet your ability to do questions, you have to get a couple of things. They are not for getting an answer. Questions are not for getting an answer. They are to open up space and they are to invite the universe to contribute awareness. Now, awareness always comes with a sense of knowing. Answers always give you, they make you seem to make you feel better because then you think you've got the right thing, but then that never turns out to be the right thing and then you use that to judge yourself. So an answer is the conclusion that you can't get beyond. But awareness and that sense of knowing is something you can create from and as forever. So this key right here, live as the question is huge. And like, so if you do come play in the 500K six month adventure course, one of the things I'm including as a bonus is this PDF that I put together called um, Morning Money. And this is a PDF that Andreas used to generate $24,000 into his bank account overnight because he was, he was struggling, struggling, struggling with this job. And you can go listen to last week's episode about that story. But, and it finally came to me and he's like, do you have any tools I can use? And I'm like, do I have any tools? So I compiled like my best set of money tools and made him a PDF that was two pages. Well, this morning money sheet is that. And so I was like saying that, oh, so every morning he did diligently. And so do I use this list of tools and questions. Why? because it totally changes the energy. You go into the day being something different and so something different is gonna come out of you. So what question can I be here? What, uh, what else did I write down? What can I start, what can I change, and what can I stop? Those are really the three questions to function from in your whole day as you're building your business. What can I start, what can I change, and what can I stop? What can I start? What can I change? What can I stop? What can I start? What can I change? And what can I stop? Gary talks about that as the cycle of actions. And that's it. There's three parts to it. So if you're constantly being those questions of what can I start? What can I change? What can I stop? You're never going to be bored. Nothing's ever going to go dead. You're going to get yourself off of that start stop roller coaster. <sighs> Things are going to grow. Key number five. No form, no structure, no significance. Man, this is a huge one too. I always say like, I use this key the most, but then I look at them all and I'm like, no, I use them all the most. No form, no structure, no significance. This is so big. I can't tell you how many times this comes up in business conversations with people and me and programs and business stuff with me. Because <laughs> the first thing we seem to go to to try to get definition is we try to get definition. As if... When we get definition, that's going to empower us to create. But what it does is it actually disempowers. It makes you feel better for a minute because you think you have the right answer. But it doesn't actually empower you. Feeling good and being empowered are two different things. I just want to point that out. That's pretty important to get about business. Just because you feel good doesn't mean that it's empowering. It just means you feel like now you've got it in a nice little box and somehow you think that's going to actually get you what you need. But that's not how it works. The universe is this incredibly, um, it's a mesh of quantum entanglements. It's like the fascia of your skin, the fascia underneath your skin. The fascia in your body is the largest organ in your body. It goes all throughout. It's completely interconnected all throughout your body. And when one section of fascia cramps, then it affects everything else. That's how the universe is. It's like fascia. There is no linear point from point A to point B. 
there is only that the neck bones connected to the big toe bones connected to the point of view is connected to the belief is connected to the question, right? Like that's how it works. So it, so, but what we try to do with business is we do the distractor implant of business. Business is a distractor implant. It puts your attention on something you can't handle and everybody's doing it. So it's very popular to do it that way, right? It's very popular to take all those webinars and courses and the how to, how to do this. This is the formula for this. That they're so seductive because you want something that works and you want to do the right thing. There's no right thing. So as a creator who really wants to, to choose from being, knowing, perceiving, and receiving, you've got to choose something different. And you're going to constantly be inviting yourself out of form and structure and significance, out of control. Why? Because that's where you thrive. You don't thrive with a lot of control. I don't know if you've met you. You thrive in out of control, out of definition out of linearity, out of concentricity, out of all the limitation, out of definition. That's where you thrive. And business is included in that, but you'll have to develop that for yourself. So one great way to do that with this key is if I wasn't doing form, structure, or significance here, what could I start, change, or stop? What could I choose? If I wasn't doing form, structure, or significance here, what could I start, change, or stop? What could I choose? Okay. Key number six is no judgment, no discrimination, no discernment. Now, I'm maybe you're starting to see that business as a distractor implant is all judgment. Deciding, defining, clarifying. That's a trap word. That's the trap of clarity. Um, man, those probably those three things. Those are all judgments. And those are just the tip. But... Like how many of you guys go into those to try to figure out what to do next or choose what you're going to do next, right? So, and then there's the judgment we do of ourselves. And then there's the judgment we do of other people because we compare ourselves to other people. And then there's the judgment that we do of our family and our dog and our feet. <laughs> it's intense. It's intense. So your business is going to be a facilitator of you to choose beyond judgment over and over and over again and to choose beyond where you stop yourself because of judgment over and over and over again. Cause there's also that pool of people that are like, well, I can't be seen. I can't be visible. Judgment, judgment, judgment. So key number six to total freedom, total thrival is if I wasn't judging, what would I be aware of and what could I choose? If I wasn't judging, what would I be aware of and what could I choose? Paste that on your wall. <laughs> okay. Key number seven is, what is key number seven? Oh, key number seven is no competition. Now, on the surface of this key, that seems pretty obvious. It's like, don't compete with other people, right? That's dumb. Don't do it. You're unique. You're a gift. Okay. But here's the subtler, more insidious, more pervasive face of competition trying to get it right. Every, everywhere you're trying to get it right, you're doing competition. Everywhere you don't want to be wrong, you're doing competition. Now that's fine. Consciousness includes you, but that is not a recipe for thrival. That's a recipe to continually judge yourself nonstop 24-7 in an effort to get it right so that you win, so that you don't lose, so that you benefit. 
Now that is just another box. You've done, jumped from this box over here. You're the, the box your mom tried to put you in. You jumped out of that box and you jumped into this box that you created for yourself in order to still be right. So all the keys invite you out of being right into choice. So here's how I use this. Let me read what I wrote. Yeah. Am I trying to be right here? Am I trying to be better? Because if you're trying to be better, you've already decided that you did it wrongish. Am I trying to be best or whatever I've decided greater is? I see a lot of even facilitators doing this. Well, what's the greater choice? And so I take it out of that and go, okay, fuck greater. What choices do I have here that I haven't considered? Because greater is another judgment, right? So you're still trying to do the greater thing, the more conscious thing, the writer thing, the winningest thing. That's all competition. So am I trying to be right or better or best or whatever I've decided greater is? If I wasn't and I was just being me, what could I choose? Do you notice how when you really do start to ask that question based on that key, like it goes into space? Now, in the beginning of all this business stuff that I was doing, I, I think I avoided space. I don't know. It was weird. I was doing this conflictual universe where I was taking so many access classes. I have taken so many access classes. And in the first four years, I took over 100 big access classes, a, a lot. And I was facilitating constantly. So there is a lot of change going on. And access consciousness classes invite you into being space, into being more, into being you. So, but I, but I think when I got into business, I would do this other thing. I would like, I was afraid of space. I didn't want to actually choose total space with business because I decided a bunch of things like people were going to go away. They would not be able to see my stuff, etc. And then last year, thank God for COVID. I'm so grateful. I went into a big pile of conclusions but out of that pile of conclusions came the awareness of I was trying to make sense in this reality and do access. I don't know. I was doing a combination of things. And I just, in that moment, when I really realized it, gave it up. And there was a, it was a scare sighting moment because I really did have the point of view that if I just really functioned from being and I just invited and invited and invited and I let go of the form and structure and significance that everybody else told me was going to build my business and that was the way to do it and I let go of all that I was going to lose my business and up to that moment I hadn't been willing but I don't know what happened last year everything else was going changing so I was like well we're jumping tracks too <laughs> wait me and I really chose I really chose like I am going to find out what building a business is from being and knowing and perceiving and receiving from space, not from conclusions, not from form and structure, not from somebody's formula, but from choosing and being and knowing and perceiving. So I, I committed to that and everything's been so much sweeter. And that's why I call this the business of thrival because I committed to the keys. I committed to, if it wasn't working, ask another question, make another choice. Like if it was heavy, get aware. Don't just power through and force it because you've decided something like, you know, I committed and Thrival is following. All right, we got three more keys and three more minutes. Let's see what we can do here. And I'm going to pop this up for you because if you'd like to come play with us, you can. Okay, so key number eight is no drugs of any kind. And I see people skip over this key in the book. 
because unless they do drugs and then they have lots of questions about it. But, you know, for the most part, people skip over this because not anyway, I skipped over it because I'm like, I don't do drugs. But what I discovered is that I was addicted to linearity and I was definitely addicted to judgment um, and like addicted to it. Like it was my go to. Like when things didn't work the way that I thought they should, I would judge myself if, you know, I was always looking for kind of the next pathway that was going to work better than what I was choosing. I was just addicted to that stuff. So here's how I use this. Am I addicted to something here? Like I look for that, especially when I'm spinning. You're spinning. You can't figure out if you're, if you're doing anything figure outing. If you're doing any figure outing, you're doing something weird, just so you know. So when something's spinning, when I'm doing figuring out, am I addicted to something here? What would it take to be willing to be out of control? Because every time I'm going into that, you know, the infinity loop of thinking or the infinity loop of figuring out, I'm doing control. I'm trying to figure out the right answer. And I do so little of this right now that it's, it's like remembering back last year even. But what would it take to be willing to be out of control is a great question. Key number nine is don't listen to, don't tell it, and don't buy the friggin' story. Don't listen to it, don't tell it, and don't buy it, okay? Man, 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 man. This is probably, <laughs> this key probably becomes more relevant around money when you're in business, right? It's like around pricing your services, around choosing package prices, around, man, it's, we have so many stories about why we can't, you know, why we can't charge that much, why we can't put things out there, why we can't do pack, like there's so many, there's so many stories. So the key to changing it is to catch yourself. That's it. You just have to catch yourself when you're doing a story. And if it's around money, one of the best questions is like, uh, if money wasn't an object, if money wasn't a thing, what would I choose? Okay. But in general, if I didn't have a story about this, what would I choose? Like if you're going into pricing your packages and your sessions and all that stuff, if you didn't have a story about it, if you weren't even who you were yesterday, which by the way, you're not, if you had no past, what would you choose? And that gets you back into the choosing pool and into space and into possibility again. And then key number 10 is so powerful. And I know we're going to go over, but that's fine. I had a key number 10 is no exclusion. Now the thing and the person that we exclude almost always is ourselves. And I was working with a, another in one of my other programs earlier in the year with one of these ladies who recently like just changed her whole life. She took my class in Mexico City and then just changed her whole life. Um, she got divorced after 25 years. She, she's in her own house. She became a facilitator. She started her own facilitation business and she's now a single mom. So she's got a lot on the go and a lot of change. Um, so we would, you know, we'd have our private sessions and, but then the stuff that would norm really come up a lot was, you know, I have so much to do and I just like, how do I get it all done? And I know it's not a how, but what do I do? And what we discovered is that the thing that she was excluding in her life and in her business was her. And so I gave her this question and it was this, if I was including me in the creation of all of this, what would I choose? And man, I can't tell you how powerful a key for thrival that is. If I was including me, what would I choose? 
if you were including you in the way your business gets generated, if you were including you in the way that you live, if you were including you in the clothes that you wear, I mean, you can just extrapolate this all over the map. If you were including you, what would you choose? What else did I write? And what works for, yeah, if I was including me and what works for me and I was trusting me, what could I choose? Because I realized that's the other component of this inclusion piece is you have to be willing to start cultivating trust in you. You do know. You do. You can perceive. You can learn how to and choose to receive. And you are a gift. None of that requires you to believe it. All of it just requires you to begin going, I wonder what it would take to know that. You know, I wonder what it would take to be more of this in the world. If I were being this in the world, what would change about what I'm creating? What would change about my business? And what else is possible that I haven't considered? So yeah, those are so powerful. If you use them, your life and your business will change. And, and I guess the last thing that I'll wrap up with is like, you know, a 500K plus business is not, I'm going to say it's not created overnight, but I, that means whatever it means. What I mean by that is it's a choice you make to commit to having the success that you know somewhere in your world must be possible for you. And then it's the walking out and the daily adventure of living in discovering how it comes out of you. You don't have a niche, you have a voice. And your voice will naturally bring, naturally bring the people that need it. You won't have to try, they'll find you. So what would it take for your voice to be in the, in the mix? What would it take to jump off the fence and really get in the ring and start slugging it out with choice, right? Just start choosing and choosing and choosing and discovering that thrill that comes, the endorphin rush that comes from experiencing the change that people can have in their lives because you chose to get in the ring, because you made your voice heard. And what would it really take to like explore what business is from being and knowing and perceiving and receiving? What would it take to be willing to have that? That's where I'm going. That's where we're all going to go. You're warmly invited to join us. Um, that link there will take you to a landing page and you can check it all out. And if not, and this was just the gift that you needed right now, awesome. Please share it with some friends that you know it would gift to too. And otherwise, I will see you guys next week. Thank you so much for listening to this show. My target is to make consciousness easy to find. So if you enjoyed this, please leave a five-star review and also share this with a friend who you know might be looking for more consciousness in their life. You can visit me on crystaljoycrawford.com and to learn more about the incredible life-changing tools of access consciousness, go to accessconsciousness.com and theclearingstatement.com and be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Mm -hmm.